For another episode of Coffee Contracts and Cocktails, we are your hosts, Jess, Pat, and Corey, and uh, Molly, who is not wearing her dino outfit today. Bad dog. Uh, oh, she got a bath. So, <laughs> you know, gave her a bath. She's already snaggled tooth at me. And, um, yeah, so today we're going to go ahead and talk about uh, agent-client relationships, why they're important, obviously, um, but how we go about and how agents I believe should go about setting expectations, standards, all this good stuff with you guys and you guys should demand things back from us as well and stick to it and don't lower it just because we're friends or family or whatever. Um, so where would we like to start? Because we kind of talked about this uh, before the show. We were kind of um, not him hawing around, but um, going back and forth between different points. Uh, where do you kind of want to start? I guess um, consultations. Yeah, and, and why? Just like setting it up from the start. Like when you work with friends and family, it can get tricky. Um, but it doesn't have to. I think if you manage the expectations correctly from the start. Yeah. Um, so, like, I will straight up just tell, like, when I work with close friends and family, like, we need to have very specific business conversations um, because you will be my client first and then my friend second during this process. Um, and then just treating them like any other client, but just attempting to educate and clarify, but then just keep the friendship separate from the transaction to make sure that like nothing gets ruined, honestly. Yeah. Um, personally, whenever I've gone through transactions and haven't had that conversation, things go way worse. Um, because they typically, I say they, you guys typically feel like it's, you feel pushed through like, you know, oh, this is, he may just be saying this just to kind of get it to the finish line. Like, no. If you're my friend, I have to deal with you for the rest of forever, hopefully. And I mean that in a great way. I don't mean that as a slam. Um, I mean it as we're going to be friends, so I'm going to be around you, like, all the time. Hopefully, you'll invite me to your house that you just bought with me. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I don't want you to be pissed off at me. Right. Um, so, it's yeah, no, 100%. You guys are clients first, friends second, or family second, or whatever. Now, will I care more? More, probably. And I say that like right off the bat. Now we have folks. Again, I point our board. <laughs> our board is right behind the camera, so um, we have folks on there who we met as strangers, and we now absolutely love them to pieces, um, and will defend them the same way that we defend, you know, friends and loved ones and all that stuff. Or, you know, fight or negotiate, whatever, however you want to phrase it. Um, but it's it's super, super important to make that, um, I was going to say distinguish 
the You're, lines up front, but... I was going to say boundary establishment. Yeah, and that's yeah. a good way of putting it. <clears throat> well, that's... And that, that will go both ways, because uh, friends and family can also tend to think that they are entitled to special treatment. Yes. Um, and not just, like, necessarily in terms of discounts or whatever, but... Um, pushing boundaries, like calling, texting at all hours, because maybe that's how you communicate with them outside of uh, work. Sure. Um, or calling and yelling at you when they're just mad, like they're not mad at you, but they're yelling to like express frustration. But like you wouldn't call a stranger and just start yelling at them. Right. <laughs> um, right. So just, just recognizing that there is a, a difference when we work with you. Um, from our friendship. Correct. And, and a lot of times, like, I'll have friends, family, whatever, who send me text messages at late at night, and they're sending it to me because that's when they think about it, right. and they want to write it down so they don't forget it and just send it, which is totally fine. Because typically, here's my response. is It's like, it hits about 8 o'clock, I'm winding down. Like, I know that you guys just got off work too, but then I tell people, I'm like, okay, so I also work during the day because I can't sit around and be lazy all day while you guys are at work because then business dies. And we literally depend on helping people consistently to pay our bills and everything um, because we're not part-time agents. Okay, Corey is currently working on becoming a full-time agent. That's fine, whatever. Um, but for the most part, our goal is to be full-time agents. So, you know, we need to have full-time business and like I'm working during we're working during the day <laughs> find that sharp tip of the spear find that point <sighs> I can't go all the time I can't we can't be on all the time then we get burnt out and then we don't do as good a job for you guys so I love you guys once again you're just settling you're just setting boundary yeah. establishments you're just having that conversation doesn't matter if you are a family friend or if you are a complete stranger the same rules are going to apply in a business aspect. Yeah. Um, like for sure. Yeah. We are going to always love you, but like that doesn't change the fact that we are going to sacrifice something that would diminish our quality of work or quantity of work oh. just for one person. Yeah. That's See, the way I would set it. It's, I mean, it's an emotional process regardless of how you go about it, but emotion when it affects the business is bad for us and it's bad for you. Yeah. You. Right. Corey's gotten more sleep than I have. <laughs> Clearly. Um, correct. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. And, again, it's also important because we have just run into um, another, and I guess you could almost say horror story. Sure. Um, it's been a little rough. Three out of the four things that we have under contract right now have had issues because the other agents aren't communicating with their clients or, like, one agent, it's their first. Oh, oh, I almost, I almost, I almost, I almost flubbed up. Oh boy! Um, it is this agent's first kind of sale with this particular brand of housing. Ooh. Well, I'd navigated that like a champ. That was exhausting. Um, another one, the listing agent um, told us to write an offer a certain way. Um, because that's how the client wanted it. So we did. And guess who rejected the offer? Now, we ended up going back and forth countering. 
but the seller ended up okay. So we she basically this agent told us don't put it on closing costs, and so we didn't, and made an offer accordingly, and um, the seller ended up countering back, giving us the buyer, offering us closing costs, but the agent told us that the seller didn't want to offer. This particular deal has been weird. Like, we're fairly certain that the agent and the seller are friends, which is fine, and you don't have to disclose that. Like, if you're not related, that's that's not a disclosure you have to make. Um, But it seems as though the agent has been speaking on the client's behalf without actually talking to the client first. So, like, we're middlemen. We're supposed to communicate what our client wants to other people. Mm-hmm. You, we don't get to, like, make those decisions for the client. Right. Um, so, like, it, scheduling showings was difficult because she said one thing, and then the client who was approving and declining, declining appointments did the opposite. So it was just very um, clustered mm. to get everything together and finally under contract because we were being told one thing from the agent, and then when it came time to actually execute, the client did something completely different. Right. And I don't exactly know why that happened, but um, Mm -hmm. it's not our job to run your decisions. Like We are being hired to be middlemen, basically, and take care of you and do the best things in your interest, not look out for our best interest. That's when we get sued. And that's no fun. Nobody likes getting sued. Mail. So, yeah. I feel good about that one. That was well navigated, well said. (laughs) I mean, we don't really have to harp on it. It's just, we want you guys to know that you have every right to speak out, and you should. And we highly encourage it, whether it's with us or somebody else. I don't care who you guys use. As long as you guys are happy with whoever you're using, great. That's perfectly fine. I have friends who don't use us all the time. I say all the time. Often enough. Often enough, don't use us. I don't care. As long as you're getting taken care of, that's all that I care about. If people ask me, what? I care. If you as a friend do not have the ability to have a professional conversation. Sure. Yes, that then bugs me. But, you know, at that point, here's my thing. My assumption in that case is, if you're not going to have that discussion with me, then I'm then we're not as good as friends as what I thought we were. Right. And bye. Right. I don't have time. We don't have time to keep friends, quote unquote. I'm using air quotes for the those of you listening. Um, we don't have the time or the space because we're we're getting people are getting referred to us, and we need to make room for them. So yeah they're going to jump you in my list. That's just what it's going to be. That is the natural course of life. If you look at your friend's group now, roughly, it probably does not look the same as it did 10 years ago. Right? Yeah. I know mine doesn't. Um, And I'm sure every one of you, your friend's group, you know, your top... 20 people, mm. probably, I don't know, 10, whatever. Your top eight, my Top space. eight is, uh, oh, yeah, oh, there you go. That's a good reference. Um, your top eight is probably a lot different than it was 10 years ago. So we, it, it's a very fluid thing. People come in and out of our lives, and it 
It happens. It's totally fine. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. No. But, yeah, if you... Yeah. I don't want to harp on it because it's a super negative thing. I don't like being super negative, but, you know, if you're not going to use this and you don't want to have the conversation about it... Bye. Happens. And just like if I start ignoring you... I hope that you cut me out because that's a really terrible thing for me to of me to do. Oh. So, you know, I just I think I, I mean, like being a part time yeah. agent sure. currently, um, it's it's interesting to see because I see so much still from the consumer side. Um, like, I can't imagine a time that it would be more beneficial to withhold what you want to say rather than say it um, to your agent. Just because of the pure fact that I would rather at the end of the day have felt like I talked too much than not enough. Mm. Like you never once leave a classroom and you felt better because you didn't ask the question that you kind of wanted to ask. True. Mm. Right? Yeah. yeah. Especially knowing that like you're the client. So like this is either your house or your future house. So you want what's best for you. Yep. It's just interesting to me that people don't do that. And that agents don't really realize that since they typically own their own house too. So. Fair. Yeah. No, I agree. <clears throat> Wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly agree. And I don't know. This was, this is kind of a, obviously kind of touchy for us. We have some emotions tied into it, but you know, I mean, we're, we're people too. We, we operate outside of money what i was about to say we are people person we are we are people people <laughs> we're people people we're people people we're people people we love them oh we love you guys and we care about you guys and we seriously want the very best for you if we don't think that we're the right fit we'll let you know right <laughs> and mean, we don't want something as big as buying or selling a home to go n negatively for you right like it's it's a big deal so we want that to be a good transaction for you, but we also want our friendship to remain intact <clears throat> and stronger, if anything, right. than, right. you know, negatively impacted as well. Hey, I'm going to take, I'm going to take an average, just, just quick average of like what they do, the average commission. No, 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 you no, can't no. say that. No, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about the commission that's charged. I'm talking about the average it, NAR put it out there for the cons or for consumers. It was like the average commission that an agent makes is like $5,000 per deal. Okay. For like a side. So not saying the average commission that agents charge. I'm saying the average that they get paid. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Let's say it's $5,000. He's making me so anxious. I know. <laughs> he loves tiptoeing the line. We literally just took a CE class on this on Wednesday. <sighs> And some people literally didn't know. And it scared the living daylights out of me. Yeah. That's when I'm like, okay, we need to like start raising the bar high for agents. Anyway, let's just say it's $5,000. You guys and our relationships are worth way more to me than $5,000. Okay. I was not sure where you were going with I that. I was trying to, yeah. I just got scared. <clears throat> you guys are worth way more than $5,000 to me. I... I mean, would I rather mean, keep my friends than make five thousand dollars and then piss you off. <clears throat> That's a bad business decision, a bad people decision. Yeah, 
I'd rather turn a stranger into a friend and a connection lifelong than take a stranger, make $5,000, and then never hear from them again. Yeah. Mm. That, that, that's nice. what leads to bad reps. Yeah. Maybe business is going okay, but then you have a two-star review. Or yep. business isn't going to go okay for a while. There's a reason that people hate like realtors as a whole. And there's like a really bad reputation, connotation, you name it. Right. We don't want like, to be like that. It was like the wedding that I was in uh, this weekend, last weekend, whatever, um, ran into somebody who, one of my friends introduced me to this couple and they're looking for houses and they are like, oh yeah, they're like, do you know so-and-so? And I'm like, yeah. I was like, that agent is awesome doing really well um and they're like yeah, oh that person is currently showing us houses i'm like that's fantastic i was like sweet so you guys are like you sign stuff you're working together and they're like no and i'm like <laughs> okay okay um but i was like right well, that's totally fine i'm like if you vibe with them great if you don't give me a call otherwise i'm not gonna bug you um, yeah. now random people that I met seem like very nice folk and I couldn't be, I genuinely, I don't know. People think it's a farce. People think that we're crazy. That's what I've heard. Um, but genuinely don't care as long as you guys are getting taken care of. That's all I care about. Who thinks we're crazy? Uh, you'd be surprised whenever mm -hmm. I tell people like, no, I don't care. Like if you're going to use them, great. Okay. And they're like, uh, what? That's fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's because we're more concerned with the connection. I mean, this was about people and relationships, yes. client, consumer, agent relationships. And you're talking that regardless at the end of the day, we are just trying to put forward that it is about communication and establishing <clears throat> relationships and communication as people. And the end of the right. day, we're all humans. So treat each other respectfully and there should be an understanding on both sides of the ball as far as what should be expectations to be met and that's why you have to have those sit down meetings and you have to talk. Yes. You're not a number, you're a person. Right. Because we work relationally. We do not work <clears throat> transactionally. That's our business model. Oh. That's the end of this segment. Oh. Thanks for hanging out. Oh, brew of the week. It's the same oh, coffee Lord. as last week. I'm not going to lie to you. Still on that. Uh, just, just where's the cocktail? <sighs> oh, I'm still on Barissimo's French roast, uh, French vanilla. I dropped the ball. Mm. <laughs> if you had to go with you, if you could have a drink of choice right now, let's say, you know, it's after five o'clock, you're gonna have a little cocktail. Um, what are you going with? Well, last weekend I tried Jack Daniel's Sinatra Select blend. Ooh. It is a hundred and fifty dollar bottle of whiskey, Ooh. and it was shmi, shmi. amazing. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would hope so. A little splashy splash of Coke. Not a lot. Hmm. Good to go. Well, okay. There you have it. <laughs> Jack Daniels Sinatra blend for a cocktail. Whatever. I don't know. Jack Sinatra. That's that's what I got out of that. Good stuff. I'll have to try it whenever, you know, I decide to spend the money on it. Not. It's at my house. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sweet. Party at Jess's. See you guys there. Um, yeah. So thanks for hanging out with us. We know, I know that I got a little ranty, a little passionate about it, but it, it comes from a place of love and care and compassion. So, uh, 
That's it. That's yeah. All we got. Cool. We'll catch up with you guys next week. Bye. Bye, Felicia.